So just like we learned in the movie Swordfish, replication is not back up. <laughs> oh, Curtis. You could restore it all. Welcome to BackupCentral.com's Restore It All podcast. This is your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I'm the chief technologist at Druva. My co-host has 15 years of technical experience in the storage industry, and we're lucky to have him as Druva's director of product architecture. I'm super excited to have him on the podcast, Prasanna Maliandi. Great to be here, Curtis. Happy to have you. Speaking of Druva, we should state the opinions you hear on the broadcast are our own. Let's get started. Today's topic is things that are not a backup. Do we do we run into this a lot, Persona? All the time, right? People yeah. always ask, hey, do I even need backup? Yeah, I don't need backup because I have X. Only a few times over my career. Only a couple. <laughs> I think I heard it at least five times last week, but you know. So let's talk about the classic. The classic, I have X, therefore I do do not need backup. The first thing I remember hearing that about was this thing called RAID. For those of you that haven't been in the industry for 26 years, let me take you back to a time. I remember I worked at a company that was a $35 billion bank, and we had servers whose OS drives and data drives were disk drives, not RAID arrays, disk drives. And when you lost a disk drive, you had to do a restore. That was the way things were back in the day. And then RAID arrays were invented, both software versions and hardware versions. And suddenly disk got a lot more reliable. And so it created this idea that, well, I have reliable disk now, so I don't need backup. Prasanna, why don't you give the audience a high-level overview of what RAID is? Sure. So let's take a look at a simple example. I have a file that sits on my laptop. Now that file can sit on a single disk, which is usually what your laptop is. If I lose my disk on my laptop, I've lost the file. Now with RAID, there are different types of RAID. One of the ways RAID works is it can keep multiple copies on different disks. So for instance, that single file, I may have a duplicate copy sitting on a different disk, which is all automatically controlled by hardware, so I'm not manually copying a file from one disk to another. Therefore, if one disk fails, I still have another copy that is still usable. There are also other mechanisms for RAID as well. For instance, I could also combine three, four, five disks together so I get better efficiency in terms of how much capacity I can use on those disks while still ensuring that I have resiliency. So for instance, I might have five disks of which three disks are actually used for holding my data copies and two disks might be used for recovering in case something happens to one of those other three disks or maybe even two of those other three disks depending on the RAID technology you use. What you just described was a couple of different levels of RAID. So RAID 0 is nothing. It's RAID 0 is per performance. RAID 0 is a bunch of drives striped together just for performance with no availability aspect attached to it. That's correct. If you lose one disk, then you've lost all your data. And then RAID 1 is mirroring. Yep. 
So I always have two copies of my data. So in case one disk fails, I always have the full copy on another disk, which I can now continue to access. Then we have the concept of RAID 0 plus 1, which is striping plus mirroring. And then there is also 1 plus 0, often referred to as RAID 10, which is mirroring plus striping. And then there are a number of parity-based RAID levels, which is multiple drives working together and also storing parity, which is extra bits that are used to rebuild. In case I lose a disk, I can always recover the data that's been striped across by using these extra disks. It's kind of like keeping additional information around. Now, as you could tell with all of these, there is inefficiencies. I'm not getting the full raw capacity that I would of the disk because I have these various techniques I'm using. Exactly. But the net effect of all of these RAID levels is you are protected against one or more drive failures failures, but what doesn't it protect you from? RAID does protect you from physical errors, but it will not protect you from logical errors. So for instance, if you had ransomware that attacked your operating system or your server, RAID will not protect you from that issue. Or if you had a logical corruption of your database, RAID will also not protect you from that. Exactly. So if somebody goes in and deletes a bunch of records, those records are going to be deleted. RAID is not going to protect you from that. The problem with RAID, as I see it, is that it created this idea that storage was much more resilient. And so some people started thinking of it as a way to protect the data in all ways. The same thing is happening with today's flash drives. Everybody is using their laptops and their phones, and they're used to storage that is way more reliable than the stuff that you and I played with back in the day. So they don't really think of this storage as needing backup either. So I'm going to say flash is not a backup. Oh, for sure. Something similar to RAID is HA or high availability. We have two servers. Maybe they're sharing common storage or maybe they have their own storage. But the idea here is not only to protect against disk failure, but also to protect against node failure so that you have the ability to start up an instance when the other instance has gone down. Just like RAID protects you against disk failures, this is only intended to protect you against compute or node issues, or maybe you have a bad network interface that goes bad. Other other non-storage related issues. Exactly. So they're old school HA, which is two nodes sharing some storage. And then there is what we call a metro cluster, which is that on steroids. So we've got nodes spread across distributed locations. Each of them have their own storage and each of them can take over for everything else so that it protects not only from node failures, but site failures, network failures, things like you mentioned before. Yes. And it is a great technology, especially when you are worried about availability of your application. Exactly. But it doesn't protect the data from the same things that we were talking about before. Am I sensing a pattern here, Curtis? I think there might be a pattern. <laughs> I think so that one's all, another easy. This one is that's not harder, but this one is more commonly thought of as a backup, and that is snapshots. What is a snapshot? Think of a snapshot like a picture. I think that's a pretty easy, <laughs> given that the word snapshot comes from picture. I think that's a pretty easy thing to do. Exactly. So when you take a picture, 
you are capturing a instance, a time, and the scene at that time. A snapshot is just capturing your data at a particular time as well. I like to say that it captures a view of your data. Just like a snapshot is a picture of your house or a person, it's not your house. It is a view of your house. The reason why I make that distinction is that the way snapshots are created and we don't want to go into the details here, but the way snapshots are created is you get this this place where you can go view the way your folder or something else looked like at a particular point in time. But when you're in that directory, you're 99% of the time accessing the original blocks. Does that make sense? That is usually the case. Right. Yeah. We, we we can't go into details without starting to look at... Hours and hours and hours we can talk about this topic, Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But normal snapshots, not to be confused with things like EBS snapshots, which are technically image copies. But so let's make sure we specify that. When we say snapshots, we're talking about storage snapshots like NetApp filers and everything that came after it. Is that, does that make perfect yep, sense? That makes right? sense. Also VMware snapshots. So if you take a snapshot of your VMware server, that is a point in time, but it's not a full copy. It is a virtual copy of your data. And here's the important part. What happens, Persona, if the the disks that comprise my RAID group that this volume is on, what happens if multiple disks fail in my RAID array and my volume fails? What happens to my snapshot? Your snapshot is also gone. Right. That is the really important thing here, right? So I like to say that a snapshot of your RAID array is as useful after a multiple drive failure as a snapshot snapshot of your house is after your house has burned down. You can look at it and, and cry, but that's you, about can't, it. you can't move in, right? Uh, I think another point to bring up about snapshots is typically they exist on the same storage array as where your production data was. So where your production data was. So it isn't moved off site. So if something happens to that array, your snapshot is gone as well. I think that's a really important thing to bring up because we're not anti-snapshots. I like snapshots. I like them a lot. They're a very easy recovery option. And if we replicate them to another location, now we might start thinking of that as a backup. We now have a physical other copy. Now we need to talk about things like management and, and cataloging and knowing what's in that snapshot and finding the right thing in that snapshot. But that is not what we're talking about here. We're talking about just a snapshot that resides on the same storage that it's a snapshot of. Makes sense to me. I just dropped the R word, which is replication. So this is another thing that by itself, it is not a backup. Why is that? Well, one of the things, and Curtis, I know you love to talk about the three, two, one rule. I do. Of backup. But when you replicate, you are usually replicating from one storage array to another storage array. And usually the replication is optimized for dealing with the replication aspects. One problem this leads to is usually it's one vendor replicating from one of their boxes to another, running the same operating system. So any sort of issues that you might have, you might be susceptible to corruption due to programming errors, etc. That could affect both sides, and now you've lost your data. If you have a programming error or something else that corrupts the data on the source side, 
it replicates, because that's what it does, that corruption over to the destination side. And then you have two copies of garbage. And once again, it doesn't protect against logical issues like someone accidentally deletes a directory or someone or ransomware attacks your system. Those logical issues are never protected with this. I like to say that if all you have is replication and you get a virus or ransomware, it simply makes the virus or ransomware more effective. It's like propagating a virus. I was just thinking like, it's like that movie Swordfish where things just start propagating everywhere. Did you really really just- I did. It's one of the worst technology movies of all time. Probably the worst technological movie of all time. Where were we going with the Swordfish reference? (laughs) This is that replication can propagate ransomware. So just like we learned in the movie Swordfish, replication is not backup. (laughs) Oh, Curtis. All right. Let's talk about this other idea of other ways that we copy data around. A perfect example of that would be what currently happens in Office 365. There are a lot of protection features built into Office 365 that mimic backup in that you can easily restore your entire OneDrive folder to the way it looked yesterday. That's a relatively new feature that you're able to do. You can also easily pull out files from that you have deleted that are in your recycle bin. You can pull out emails that are in your recycle bin. Even if you cleared out your recycle bin, it goes into another folder that an admin can pull stuff out of. This all sounds a lot like backup, but what's the problem with all of those copies? Where are they? Sitting on the same system? Yes. They are simply additional records inside the same database, which means they might act like backup, but they aren't backup. And why aren't they backup, Persona? Because it doesn't follow the 321 rule. That's right. My favorite phrase, the 321 rule. Three copies of your backup. I really think you should get that tattooed on your forehead. You, that I really don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't like the idea of needles repeatedly poking me somewhere, at least not my forehead. Ow. Three copies of your backup on two different pieces of media. That's the one they're missing right there, the two. And one of which should be somewhere else, right? We say offsite back in the day. I just sort of changed that slightly to be more modern. And so if all of your copies are all in the same system, it's useful, but is not a backup. It would be the equivalent, and I think you can do this. I don't know if you've ever tried this persona, where you go into, because you have a MacBook, right? I do have a MacBook. Go into MacBook into the disk utility and split your primary hard drive into two hard drives and then use Time Machine to back up the one hard drive to the other hard drive. Do you think it would do that? It actually would let you. It would be dumb, right? Exactly. <laughs> it would be a very bad thing to do. Again, it would be convenient and would be helpful if you delete everything or you get a virus or something. But if the actual drive fails, it will not protect you. That makes sense. I think another point also, which is similar along the lines is with that time machine example, it might protect me from like me deleting a file. But if that disk is available to the system and my system gets hit with ransomware, I'm hosed. That is true. And there are instances of, so this is a little bit uh, beyond what we were talking about here, but this isn't so much, this isn't a backup, but maybe this is, this is 
not a solid way in modern days to do a backup. And that is there are other products whose backup software runs on Windows and only runs on Windows, and then whose backups are stored in a directory in that same server or a symbolic link to an NFS-mounted directory on another device. And if that Windows server gets ransomware, that backup can also get corrupted. Ouch. Yeah. It's not that I'm saying that Windows is less secure than Unix or Linux or Mac OS. We have problems on both sides, but Windows is definitely the most common attack vector for ransomware. Do you know if there's ransomware for Linux? I have not. I'm sure it exists, but or Mac I don't OS? think it's Mac prevalent. OS. Ransomware for Mac OS? Anyone? Anyone? <sighs> Nothing that I've heard of. Not that it... I'm sure it exists, though, to be honest, but it's probably not as common as the large install base of Windows that is out there. Exactly. So what have we learned from all of this, Prasanna? I think the big thing to take away is that there are various types of protection mechanisms like RAID, high availability, snapshots. They all have a purpose. It's just making sure you are using it for the right reason. However, it is also important to note that all of these mechanisms do not replace backup. Backup is very specific in what it addresses, both physical issues, logical corruptions, user deletions, ransomware. And if you follow the 3 two, one rule of backup, you are protecting yourself from a lot of these issues. Exactly. I would say make sure, you know, anything that you think is backup, ask yourself, does it protect against hardware failure? So if my drive fails, will it protect me? And then or drive or system, so database, if the entire database is corrupted, do you have a backup of that? Second is, will it protect me against logical failure, which is deletion, corruption from a virus or ransomware or anything like that? And then the next thing or final thing would be if my entire data center goes up in flames, do I have, what was that? That was a explosion. Oh, was that? That was you. That was you making an explosion. Okay. If my entire data center goes up in flames, will I have another copy of this data somewhere else? And if you have all of those, then yes, you have a backup. But if you don't, then you don't. That didn't come out in English. Let's talk real quick about what Druva does. So we are a backup as a service or data protection as a service. And if you want to back up your laptop, you simply uh, install an agent on your laptop. If you want to back up VMware servers, Hyper-V servers, we run at the hypervisor level. We also back up physical servers in the data center. We also back up SaaS services and cloud native resources such as EC2, Redshift, DynamoDB, those sorts of things. We back up all of those to cloud native storage in Amazon. And it's protected from all of the things we talked about before. The data is encrypted in flight. It's encrypted when it's stored inside Amazon. We store your data in S3. We store your metadata in DynamoDB. So not only is your data encrypted and split into millions of shards because we're doing deduplication, so it's nearly impossible to reassemble all of those bits, even if you were able to crack the encryption. If you 
if you were able to crack the encryption and you had all these shards, you would not be able to reassemble them because you don't have the metadata, which is in a completely different system that you would need to get access to. It's a highly secure, highly available backup and DR system. We also have DR capability and don't want to go too much into that, but did I did I miss anything, Persona? I think you covered everything and the kitchen sink. And the kitchen sink, exactly. All of those things were not a backup. We're happy to talk to you about getting a proper backup if you're interested. And I just want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. Make sure to click subscribe and make sure to have a backup. There was a file, but I deleted it. Too bad your backup system isn't worth a spit. Finally, I needed your backup. You had a chance to fix it, instead it's all jacked up See how I'll write on Facebook about you Don't underestimate the things that I will do There was a file, but I deleted it Too bad your backup system isn't worth the space It'll be completely done Maybe one day it-